0: And now stay tuned for X minus one on NBC. Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. Tonight, wherever you may be, by James E. Gunn.
1: Uh, hey. Hey you. A little girl. You on the fence.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey, kid, come here.
2: Well, I'm right comfortable where I am.
1: Uh, Listen, kid, is there a service station on this road?
2: Well, Merv Wheelock got a gas pump at the general store.
1: Oh? How far is it?
2: About 18 miles.
1: Oh, that's a big help. I don't know what else to expect in the middle of the Ozarks.
2: You want me to help you, mister?
1: No, just keep out of the way, kid.
2: Ow! (laughs) Well,
1: there's nothing funny about that. You just gonna sit there and watch me sweat, kid?
2: Oh, no. There'll be lots more to watch.
1: Well, I don't know what's so amusing about watching a man change a flat tire. Ow!
2: (laughs) You sure you don't want me to help, mister?
1: No, I'm perfectly capable of changing a tire by myself.
2: It's rolling away. What? Your tire. It's rolling away.
1: Hey, hey. Come back here, you. This is the most sadistic tire I ever... Now, stay put. Why don't you go home? Can't. Why not?
2: I run away.
1: Oh, well, that's tough.
2: There.
1: Now, listen, kid. You know a cabin about 15 miles up the road? I reckon. You know where the turnoff is?
2: There ain't no turnoff. You just drive till the road peters out and you take the footpath. You gonna live in that place?
1: Mm-hmm. Just for the summer.
2: Oh. Well,
1: so long, kid.
2: Oh, mister. Hey, mister.
1: Now what do you want?
2: Well, nothing. Only you forgot your jack.
1: Oh, that does it. Where are you going?
2: No place.
1: Thought you said you ran away.
2: I surely did.
1: Don't you have any relatives? No. Friends? No. No. All right, then. Go on home. Oh, come on, now. What are you crying for? Uh, All right, all right. Get in. I'll give you a lift. Uh, Listen, look out for those notes. There's over a year's work in those. Oh,
2: a year's work in them pieces of paper?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Those are notes for the thesis I'm going to write.
2: You write stories?
1: No, research papers. I have to do it to get my degree at the university.
2: Well, what's it called? I mean the story you are right. It's
1: not a... It's called The Psychodynamics of Witchcraft, with special reference to the Salem Trials of 1692.
2: Oh. Witches?
1: Yeah. All right, where do you live, kid?
2: Well, I can't go home. Pod beat me again. Oh, he'd pretty nice skinned me alive, I guess.
1: You mean he hit you? A little kid like you?
2: Well, he don't use his fists. Uh, Not often. He uses his belt mostly. Look, look here, on my knee. See that black and blue mark? And this one?
1: Uh, never mind. Why does he hit you?
2: (laughs) He's just mean.
1: Well, he must have some reason.
2: Oh, he wants me to catch some strong young fellow who do the work around the place. A gal don't bring in no money, he says. Leastwise, not a good one
1: much too young to get married.
2: I'm 16.
1: You don't look more than...
2: Well, I don't know. Most girls my age got a couple of young ones. One anyways. <laughs> the way Pa carries on, you'd think I didn't want to get married. Now, it ain't my fault no fellow wants me.
1: <laughs> what seems to be the trouble?
2: Mm, mostly, I guess I'm just unlucky. One fella I went with pretty nearly a year. He busted his leg. Another nigh well drowned when he fell in the lake. Now, it don't seem right they should blame me, even though we did have words. Blame you? Well, they say it's caught in disaster instead of a gal. Fellas, just stop coming round. You, um, you married, Mr... Uh, Mr... Uh, uh,
1: Matthew Wright. No, I'm not married.
2: Wright. Abigail Wright. That's right, Purdy.
1: Abigail Wright.
2: Oh, did I say that? Now, ain't that funny? My name's Jenkins. Mr.
1: Jenkins? Oh, fine. Uh, I met your daughter on the road. I brought her back. Oh. Uh, look, Mr. Jenkins, I got a pint bottle in my pocket. Careful, little drink. <sighs> Terrible week. Well, I'm sorry. I, uh, I repeat, I brought your daughter back. Why? Well, she had no place to go. She ran away. Uh-huh. Now, look, Mr. Jenkins, I realize that teenage daughters can be a nuisance, and after meeting your daughter, I can understand how you feel. Still at all, she is your daughter. Got my doubts. Now, Mr. Jenkins, your daughter may have given you good reason to lose your temper, but beating a child is never sound
3: psychology. Beater? You mean walloper, whaler? Man, I never laid a hand to her, I dasn't. But but she said. Come in here.
1: Oh, now, Mr. Jenkins, I assure Come you. Come in right the cabin.
3: You look around this here room, mister. See them dishes all over the floor, those chairs all splintered like they was kindling, that table turned over bottom side topmost like a turtle on the road. You think I beat her?
1: The place is a shambles.
3: I ain't saying Abby did it. But when she gets unhappy, things happen. Dishes come flying through the air. Funny things happen around Ab. Ever since she started filling out five or six years ago, Well, she's only 16. 16? Don't let on I told you, but she's past 18. There, you see? Well, it just fell off the shelf. Look, uh, you're a city fella, passable looking. Why don't you take her with you? What?
1: Oh, now, 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 wait a minute, Mr. Jenkins. She's
3: right pretty when she fixes up, and she can cook right smart. Go on, take her. Well, you must be mad. You can't give a girl away like that. If you'll excuse me, I think I'd better be going. Nobody asked you to bring her back the gal eats more than I do. Oh, now, look. Here. Uh, uh, here's uh, $10. <laughs> Buy yourself a jug. Well, uh, I'd like to, but I can't do it. It ain't worth it. You brought her back. You can take her away. Oh, here. Uh, here's 15 Well, I should know better. All right, mister. Uh, I'll get her. It ain't no use, though. I can tell you, mister.
1: All right, Abigail. Get out of the car. You're home.
3: But, Pa... Oh,
1: he isn't mad at you. He's welcoming you back. Now, come on. Get out.
2: Oh, dirty, nasty old man. Certain right if that bottle he's pulling busted right over his head.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh! uh, goodbye, Abby. And remind me never to see you again. <laughs> Are you doing here?
2: Waiting for you.
1: But listen, this is this is my cabin. I rented it.
2: I know. What kept you? Well, what are you doing here? How did you get here? Oh, I reckon you're hungry. Look, why don't you sit down? Uh, supper's about ready. Now wait
1: a minute. I came here by car. How did you get here?
2: Well, I rode. Oh, it's lucky I did. This place needed a good sweeping.
1: Is that your broom?
2: Oh, I know. It was here in the cabin. Pa loaned me a mule. I let her go. She'll get home all right. But you
1: can't stay here. It's impossible. What would people say?
2: Well, who'd care? Pa don't. Oh, please, Mr. Wright, let me cook and clean for you. I won't be no trouble. Honest, I wouldn't.
1: Oh, now, look, Abby, you're a nice girl, and I like you, but you'll just have to go back to your father, do you understand?
2: <laughs> all right. <laughs>
1: What? What? What was that? What happened? What a... Oh, look at that. The car. I... I must have left the brake off.
2: You reckon it's hurt, bad?
1: Well, rolling down a ten-foot grade into a tree didn't help it any.
2: Oh, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Wright.
1: Are you? Well, anyway, it looks like you'll have to stay here tonight then, doesn't it? I reckon. I could have sworn I put that brake on. Listen you're going back first thing in the morning.
2: Oh sure. Sure Mr. Wright. I understand.
1: Abby, hmm? uh tell me something. Who wrecked your father's house? Libby. Libby, huh? Who's Libby?
2: The other me mostly I keep her bottled up inside, but when I feel sad and unhappy, I just can't keep her in. Then she just lets loose and goes wild.
1: Hmm. Schizo. Uh, <clears throat> Abby, where did you get an idea like that?
2: Well, when I was born, I had a twin sister, only she died real quick. And when I was bad, my ma used to say Libby would never have been mean or cross or naughty. So when I'd done something bad, I started saying Libby done it. I guess after a while, i I'm going to believe it myself.
1: Um, can you control it, Abby?
2: Not much. You see, when I get feeling mad and mean, things just happen. That's all.
1: How about a rolling tire?
2: <laughs> you sure did look funny. Oh, I was just feeling mean about Paul, I guess, and I took it out on you. <laughs> I
1: don't believe it. It's absolutely impossible. It's 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 primitive. It's straight out of Frazier's Golden Bow. There's got to be some explanation. Hmm illusion or hypnosis, there's got to be some physical explanation.
2: Well, I don't see why. I mean, if a thing just happens, you don't have to explain it. It's just there, ain't it?
1: All right, all right. Here, here. Now, uh, make that cup move. Why? I want to see you do
2: it. But I don't want to. I never wanted to do it. It it just happened. Uh,
1: Come on, try.
2: Now, no, Mr. Wright. Look, it never brung me nothing but misery... It's bad enough when you, you can't help it, but it's worse when you do it on purpose. Nothing good will come of come it. Come
1: on, try. I want you to move that cup. Now, go ahead, Abby. Just move it without touching it.
2: I can't. I just can't.
1: Why not? Why can't you?
2: Well, I don't know. I guess it's because I'm happy. Oh.
1: You can't move it now. No. All right. All right, then get your things. You're going back to your father right now. No,
2: no, no. I ain't going. I can't.
1: Ah, listen, listen to you. You're a stupid backwoods girl. Can't. What kind of a way of talking is that? You're going back to your father because you're an ignorant, dirty hillbilly. (laughs) Abby. Abby, you did it. You did it. It came right at my head.
2: Do I have to go
1: back? Oh, no, 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 sir. Not if you help me. Abby, I've got a hold of something here that... What a thesis! Um, Abby? Hmm? What's, uh, courting like here in the hills?
2: Oh, sometimes we walk and look at things together and talk a little. But if the night is warm, we just sit and hold hands and... Whatever. Uh-huh. Like this? Mr. Wright, uh, do you like me a little bit? Oh, not marrying like, but friendly like?
1: I like you very much, Abby.
2: Very much. Oh, Mr. Wright. You kiss real pretty. Uh.
1: Uh, Abby, what happened to your fellas? I mean, uh, the other boys.
2: Well, folks said I'd the evil eye. I mean, Hank fell off the roof and broke his leg, and Jean, well, he fell in the lake and liked to drown. It wasn't my fault it was after we'd had words, now, was it? Uh,
1: no, no, no.
2: Why, Mr. Wright, you're shivering. Maybe we'd better go get your jacket.
1: Abby, tomorrow we're going to drive to Springfield to do some shopping.
2: <gasps> really, Mr. Wright? Why, I ain't never been to Springfield. Oh, ain't that wonderful? (gasps) Mr. Wright.
1: Are you happy, Abby?
2: (laughs) Oh, it's the happiest I've ever been in my life. I mean, eating in a fancy restaurant and, and even dancing and all, and... Oh, and now us just setting here together in the moonlight. I never thought anything like this would happen to me.
1: Abby, I'm afraid maybe you don't understand.
2: Well, what do you mean, Mr. Wright?
1: Oh, you know that dress I bought you? That's, uh. That's for another girl. What? Oh, yeah, it's for another girl. I'm, uh. I'm gonna marry her. She's about your size, and I thought we could pick it out that way.
2: Oh, no, I. Oh, Mr. Wright. Abby, Abby,
1: <laughs> wait a minute. Where are you going? Wait, I want to talk to you.
2: No,
1: I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew Wright, you are a no-good, miserable cad.
2: You want any more coffee?
1: You still feel bad, Abby?
2: You want me to move that cup for you today? I can do it real good. How do you know? Well, I just got a feeling. Look.
1: You can do it now?
2: Sure, I guess. (laughs) There, it's getting easier.
1: Look, Abby, I want to get some things out of the car. I just happen to have them things for tests. There may be other powers. Well,
2: I don't care much one way or the other, Mr. Wright. If it makes you happy, it's all right with me.
3: Abby?
1: Abby, where are you? Abby, where did you go? Abby?
2: Here I am, Mr. Wright.
1: Abby, where were you?
2: Springfield. But that's
1: 50 miles. I
2: know. I just kind of wished I was there, and then I was. I brought back a frying pan I admired in that hardware store window. Ain't it pretty? Got a real copper bottom.
1: (laughs) Didn't you have any trouble getting out of the store without anyone seeing you?
2: I was outside, but I could see in the back room somehow, too. I knew his name was Albert, and he was doing a crossword puzzle. Now
1: we, how could you tell all that?
2: Well, I just kind of looked inside of his thinking. Like this.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Abby, don't.
2: I could look right inside your thinking now, Mr. Wright. Abby, I... Abby, wait a minute. Abby. <gasps> you wouldn't. You didn't. Well,
1: now, now, wait a minute, Abby. You've got to understand. I understand.
2: I understand everything you've been thinking. You devil. Well, there ain't nothing too bad for anyone to do that. Well, you've got to let me explain. You, with your kindness and your city manners, how could you do it? You made me fall in love with you. It was just a trick. You just wanted to make me unhappy, that Why well, Even Pa was never that mean. I'd as soon marry up with a rattlesnake. Well, Abby, what are you going to do? Well, I haven't made up my mind yet, but I'll think of something.
1: she's in that other room thinking what to do to me. I've got to think of some way. No, no, no. It's no use. As soon as I think of it, she knows. Oh, I've got to keep my mind busy. Uh, 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 Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as maybe if I could get her father. No, no. Uh, If there are, uh, two outs, and bases loaded, or men on first and second, and a ball is hit, which, in the opinion of the umpire, can be handled by an infielder. The infield fly rule shall be invoked, and the batter is called out. The base runners may advance at their own peril. Their, oh, their peril, their peril. I got to think. No, no, I mustn't think.
0: Pie,
1: Matty boy, Matty boy. Oh, no, she's absolutely certain now she can do anything she wants to. I've got to act on the spur of the moment. Keep my mind... Crowded with something else. Oh, that's a lovely day. Breathed there a man with soul so dead. Twas brillig and the slithy toes Did gyre and gimble in the wave. (laughs) Froggy went according, and he did ride, Sword and pistol by his side, Ring-tom-body-michicambo. Full fathom five my father lies, of his bones are coral made. Seabirds hourly toll his knell, hark I hear them, ding-dong-dell.
2: That's pretty. (laughs) Abby! Where are we going?
1: Oh, Abby. Hmm? What are you doing here?
2: I couldn't let you leave without me. I've got plans for you. Oh? Very interesting plans. But how could you tell I left? I was thinking
1: all sorts of other things. Mm
2: -hmm. Matt, you were thinking some of the cutest little rhymes. Oh, but that was on top. On top? Why, sure. Way underneath, I could hear plain what you were thinking about running away in this old car.
1: Well, then why didn't you stop me? Conk out the motor
2: or something. Oh, I didn't want to. I told you I could see way down underneath the top of your thinking. And you know what I found there? All the time, even when you were making me unhappy to test all them strange things I learned how to do, way down deep, you're in love with me. I am. Surely true. So, we're going to get married.
1: Are we? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. There isn't much you can do about it now, is there?
1: (laughs) No. No, I suppose not. But, you know, it's a frightening thought getting married to you, Abby. A wife who can read your mind and all the rest.
2: (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't worry about it, darling. Why, I can only do those things when I'm downright miserable. Everything will be perfectly all right. Just as long as you keep me happy.
0: You have just heard X-1 presented by the National Broadcasting Company in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, which this month features Early Model by Robert Sheckley, the story of a man who found that invulnerability was a fine asset when opening a new planet, provided you don't overdo it. Galaxy Magazine, on your newsstand today. Tonight by transcription, X-1 has brought you Wherever You May Be, a story from the pages of Galaxy written by James E. Gunn and adapted for radio by Ernest Canoye. Featured in the cast were William Redfield, Patsy O'Shea, and Jack Orison, your announcer Fred Collins. X-Minus One was directed by Daniel Sutter and is an NBC Radio Network production. Be sure to hear X-1 one half hour earlier next week over most NBC radio stations. Check your local newspaper for the exact time. This is the NBC Radio Network.